Coming up today, we check in with Bob Jensen of Fishing the Midwest. It's a great time to be on the water. And even though there's not going to be a Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic this year, you can still win a boat, motor, and trailer. We'll check in with Joe Shapesky. It's all coming up. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Get to talk to one of the uh, best anglers out there and a guy who's been in this fishing media business for many years. Bob Jensen used to own Fish in the Midwest, but you're just telling me now you're, you're on it and you're just kind of in a different uh, stage of life right now. That's right. You know, uh, I, I'm so involved with Fish in the Midwest. I uh, We did Fish in the Midwest television for 35 years. And, uh, it just, you know, it was just time to give somebody else a chance. You know, I always said I wanted to get out before I got stale. You know, and I, I may have been stale from day one, but I'm <laughs> definitely stale now. It's time to move on and give somebody else a chance, you know, and, and just, uh, perpetuate what it is that we do. And of course, a guy who's been, uh, you work with for a number of years there, Mike Frisch now owning it. Uh, a great guy as well. Absolutely. Mike's down in Alexandria. He's an outstanding angler. He's an outstanding communicator. Uh, he just, he, he was the logical, uh, successor. Okay. Well, uh, there are a lot of things to talk about in the fishing realm that I want to touch base with you on, but let's start with everybody's favorite. It's uh, walleye season here in Minnesota for several weeks now. Um, what have you heard and where have you been fishing and, and what have you found out there? You know, I'm down here in north central Iowa near Clear Lake. Uh, Clear Lake is a, a 3,600-acre lake, and they reclaimed it about 10 years ago. They went in and they did serious work to it. Uh, Clear Lake was a bullhead lake, and they went in and they dredged uh, the west side of the lake out. The west side of the lake was, a, 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 a you know, a 500 acres, 400, or four feet deep all the way across, covered with silt. And now there's 30 feet of water out there. They took that much silt out of there. It looks like a Minnesota lake. You mm. know, the bottom, there's structure on it. And fishing is just, it's so good on Clear Lake for, for walleyes. Uh, and, and now we're seeing the, uh, the reintroduction of some species. Uh, crappies are coming back. Perch are coming back. There's a, a developing largemouth bass population. And it's just been outstanding. And, but this is the thing. Lots of fish are being caught because there's a lot of people fishing more than they usually would out of work, you know, that sort of thing, the the, the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people fishing, a lot of fish being caught. I've just been getting lots of good reports across the entire Midwest uh, for fishing. Yeah, we found here in Minnesota a 40% increase in fishing license sales uh, to, the, to the date, uh, or, you know, to, to date, and record number of fishing license sales for youth. So um, I think as you're looking to the future of the industry, that might be uh, something that'll give it a good boost because we've been concerned about future anglers, but uh, now we've got some kids out there fishing this year. Yeah, I, I saw those same numbers, and that is encouraging. You know, the kids aren't going to school. They can't go to the theater. They can't play sports. They can't do what they usually do. So they're going fishing, and that is not a bad thing. In fact, that's a good thing. Absolutely. I think uh, we all agree with that. Um, so what are you hearing out there as far as uh, what's working? Typical stuff this time of year? 
everything I'm hearing is uh, jigs and live bait rigs, uh, or jigs and live bait, you know, minnows so far. But now down here we're, we're starting to go over to leeches, and uh, all, as well as slip bobber rigs, you know, a 16-ounce jig underneath a slip bobber with a, a split shot or two above the uh, jig a foot or so. Uh, we're starting to move into the uh, the crankbait spinner thing, but uh, so far, typical jigs, shallow water. And, and that's what we're seeing here, although we have got a lot of heat coming in this week. The surface temps are going to go quite a, quite a ways up. Um, what does that mean? I mean, that means we, we probably move a little deeper and we start different types of presentations. It was 90 degrees here yesterday. They're looking at 95 today. Mm. Yeah, the water's warming up. The fish are coming off. The walleyes in particular are done spawning, coming off to spawn. And when that water warms up, they're going to really eat. If they've been eating good, uh, you know, up to now, they're going to start really eating good, you know, for the next couple of weeks. This is, you know, early June and then October, maybe even the entire month of June and, and early to mid-October are absolutely my favorite times of the year to fish. They just are, though, in June, the uh, weather patterns are getting more stable. The fish, you know, when they're, when they're done spawning, they do one thing. They eat for, they look for food. They're eating. That's all they do the rest of the, the year is they eat. And if we don't put a bait near them, you know, they're going to bite it much of the time. That's a fact. Uh, June is, and, and the other thing that's great about June is typically it is the most comfortable uh, month to be out on the water, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, well, 95 today, but most of the time <laughs> the eighties, the eighties are more uh, what it's like. Uh, well, we've just gone through the winter, you know, 20 below, 30 below. We're, we're looking forward to some 80 degree temps. And it's just a be- like October, beautiful time of the year to be outside. It absolutely is. Um, and one of the things that uh, we're finding here in this state, by the way, uh, that I wanted to delve in with you is with more people fishing, it might get to be more of an issue yet. Um, we, you know, we got zebra mussels in a lot of lakes now. The ones that uh, bring in a lot of boats seem to be the ones that are getting hit. Is this a problem in Minnesota these days? Or are you hearing about this throughout the entire Midwest? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. We've got them in Iowa. Uh, they're in Wisconsin. Uh, they're everywhere. And, yeah, you know, they, they, they create changes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure all the changes are bad. I mean, they're tough on baits in the bottom. You know, they, they nick your line and that sort of thing. And they clear the water up. But that just means we've got to fish a little deeper much of the time. It allows the weeds to grow deeper. Uh, you know, the walleyes in particular move deeper. Uh, it's a matter of adapting your presentation, where you fish and how you fish. Yeah, I think that's mainly it. I think that's what we're finding, certainly with Winnie. Winnie, which had been a very stained, dirty water lake, um, there were places you knew where the fish were going to be every year at this time, and those those places changed, but once people figured it out, they, they were still catching fish. We know Cass Lake's got unbelievable numbers of fish, but it's just become a very, very early and a very, very late bite because that uh, it's such clear water now, and it was you know it was clear to begin with. Change is the most consistent thing we got to deal with. You know, uh, it, we just have to be willing to change. And uh, I, I've seen so many changes in my career throughout the oh, past, you know, 40 years in the fishing tackle industry and 55 years of fishing. Uh, there have been so many changes. And uh, some Mother Nature dictates and others, you know, uh, fish become conditioned to certain presentations and that sort of thing. But if you want to continue to catch fish on a regular basis, you can't be just a jig fisherman. You can't be just a rig fisherman. you got to be an angler that's willing to do whatever it takes to catch fish. So with clearer water in a lot of lakes, um, 
what what's the first approach we need to take to combat that or to figure that out well you know it's there's always a starting point you know we always say and i've people who i've worked with through the past number of years the gary roaches the mike frishes the al lenders the ron lenders tom newsroom's guys like that you know we start out doing this uh in clear water we start out with 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 natural colors and if that doesn't work do something completely different yeah no go to chartreuse and fire tiger and that sort of thing just be willing to 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 have an open mind be imaginative be creative uh, you know, with sonar that we've got today, the electronics we got, we know if there's fish down there. You know, if it's deeper water, we know if there's fish down there. So if we're pull, pulling our bait through the fish and they're not eating it, show them something else. Just keep doing different things until they show you what they want. Now, as the water warms up, we like to go faster. Don't let them get a too good a look at the bait. You know, just make them hit out of instinct, reflex. One of the things we've noticed up here uh, as far as um, fishing changes is a lot more smallmouth in lakes that never had smallmouth before. Um, a lot of people attributing that to um, climate change. Uh, but that's something that certainly bass anglers are happy to see. Oh, boy. I will not complain about sm- about more smallmouth. I will not do that. I, uh, I uh, started out fishing smallmouth in rivers down here. And, uh, oh gosh, I've been on smallmouth in Sturgeon Bay and Rainy Lake and so many bodies of water and smallmouth are just fun. And yes, they are becoming more abundant and I'm, I'm good at that. Bob Jensen of Fishing the Midwest, my guest. We have a lot more to cover with Bob next. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. In just a little bit, we're going to hear from Joe Shapesky of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Though the tournament is not happening, your chance to win a boat, motor, and trailer still is. But first, more with Bob Jensen of Fishing the Midwest. We're in a time of year where everything is available to fish. we got muskie starting here uh, this weekend. Not that you can just switch from them, you know, fishing walleye to muskies on a, on a dime, but you can switch to panfish and crappies and bass if the walleyes aren't biting and june is that time of year when you can do that and it's a blast kevin i used to fish the walleye tournament trail you know the the end fisherman pwt and uh, the mwc and the manion circuit and it was one of those deals where we're fishing walleyes from 7 a.m to 4 in the afternoon and i never liked it you know i i i just want to go out when i go when i want to go out come in when i want to come in and fish for whatever I want to fish for. And I would much rather catch a bunch of largemouth bass than not catch any walleyes. You know, for me, fishing is just something pulling back, something on the end of the line. And when the walleyes don't want to bite, tie on a plastic worm and work that weed line for largemouth bass. That is such great advice. And you know what? When we were just talking earlier about, you know, record number of kids' licenses out there, if you're taking them out this summer because and and they're getting exposed to fishing, you got to think that way because – if they don't get bites, if they sit there all day, they're not going to enjoy their fishing experience. You know, it, it, it's fine to go out fishing and watch the deer and the ducks and enjoy the people you're with. It's a lot better if you can catch something. And I started with bullheads. I mean, I started with bullheads, and uh, they pull back. They're fun to catch. It's, it, it's excitement. I like that. When I first moved to Walker, oh, in the early 80s, uh, I worked at Camp Fish, and 
you know, there weren't a lot of largemouth bass fishermen down there then, and the guys kind of wondered about me when I wanted to go bass fishing, you know, and uh, it's caught on up there. Uh, and back then, it was much easier to catch bass than it was walleyes, and it probably still is. I don't think that's <laughs> – I don't doubt that for a second. We've seen that here, certainly. Um, you know, we've got uh, – the other great thing we have going on up in this neck of the woods these days in the entire state of Minnesota, really, is the explosion of uh, high school fishing teams and high school fishing programs, which is getting kids out there. And they are getting introduced to bass uh, right away because that's that's what they're about. So uh, bass definitely has taken a hold here in Minnesota. Yes. You know, it, it's been forever in the south, the southern state, south of the Mason-Dixon line, the bass were the big deal. Uh, but, but in Minnesota and the Midwest, we're blessed with opportunities. Bass, smallmouth and largemouth, walleyes, northern pike, muskies, crappies, perch, blue... We got it all. We're very fortunate. I hope I hope that uh, people who fish across the Midwest realize just how fortunate we are to have such diversity. If one guy isn't biting, somebody else probably is. Are you seeing uh, a lot of uh, growth in the high school fishing realm in other states in the Midwest, or is that uh, more of a Minnesota thing? Um, I don't follow it very closely. Something I have seen in, in Iowa and many places, it's documentable that uh, young people are getting more and more involved in trap shooting in high yes. school. Trap shooting's a big deal. Uh, the the tournament thing again. I never was an active tournament participant as far as really getting into it. I just don't follow it very closely. I just don't follow it very closely. All right. What are you seeing around the Midwest that might be concerning you right now? Anything? I hope that people, especially people who are new to fishing. Don't get this mindset that you've got to have an 18-foot bass boat that goes 70 miles an hour with a 200-horse motor in the back and, and all sorts of depth finders and that sort of thing. Now, you need a depth finder. If you want to catch fish, you need, you got to have a depth finder. But you don't have to spend $80,000 on a boat to catch fish. I, some of my best fishing every year still is wading along the riverbank or fishing in a, in a boat with a 40-horse, 50-horse tiller motor and that sort of thing. I just hope that we don't price people out of fishing. I, I really hope that. You know, when I started fishing, again, a long, long time ago, graphite rods were just coming out, and they were $100 a piece. That was for a graphite rod. And that was those, they were clubby, they weren't too good, they were fragile. Now you can get an outstanding rod, just an outstanding rod for $100 or, or $75. Uh, you can get out, we've got a lot of opportunity. You know, we just have to make sure that we understand the. we keep fishing in mind for what it is, and uh, we can have a lot of fun. We can really enjoy fishing without spending a lot of money. It's a great point because I think, uh, you know, that is an intimidating factor for a lot of people who are coming in green and seeing all that stuff and saying, oh, man, can I afford this? Uh, to go out, catch walleyes, catch bass, catch panfish, you know, Give us the basics. What exactly do we need? Jig worms. Eight-ounce jig head and some uh, five, six-inch plastic worms. You know, you get started there and you move on. But uh, those things will catch fish almost all the time. You don't get snagged too much. They're not expensive. Anybody can do it. And with jig worms uh, or, or your, uh, a jig in a minnow, that'll catch everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but... You know, it requires some, some finesse, you know, a little bit. But once you get on to jigging, you can do all the other stuff. You really can. It, it hones your, your sensitivity. 
uh, teaches you what a fish t- strike is like, teaches you how to use your equipment, you know, because on six, eight, ten pound test line, uh, you know, a two or three pound bass will give you a good, good fight, and it teaches you how to use your equipment. Just really keep it simple. Yeah. All right, so we're heading out uh, fishing this week. You know what the temps are like up down there. Ours are pretty similar here. Uh, what all should we bring with us? If you're after walleyes, I would still have live bait in the boat. Maybe pull some crankbaits, but I, I would still have live bait in the boat. Uh, 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 fish the areas that the, uh, you know, fi- figure out where they spawn, you know, the spawning areas, and find the first break, first drop-off near that area. Uh, find new... Uh, uh, newly uh, emergent weed beds, vegetation, that sort of thing, you know, cabbage weeds. And, uh, you know, if the fish are shallow, we got a cast probably. Maybe put a slip bobber on. Uh, down here in Iowa and Minnesota, Wisconsin and uh, uh, South Dakota and, and places like that, you can use two lines. What I really like to do is put a slip bobber out on one and then cast a jig uh, while I watch that slip bobber. And maybe even cast a crankbait while I watch the slip bobber. But, uh, you know... Uh, if there's two or three of you fishing in the boat, each of you try something different, you know, compatible techniques. If, if all three of you are jigging, use different colors, maybe use minnows in a couple of them and, and, and uh, a leech in the other one, and just give the fish lots of opportunity to uh, see the different things. Then when they start showing their preference, then start adjusting. Okay. Are we to a point where we need to worry about what time of day we're out there yet? Fish bite better at some times of the day, but, you know, life is what it is. When I get the opportunity to go fishing, I go. You know, if we wait for the absolute perfect time to go fishing, we're not going to get to go fishing very much. I prefer early and late. I really do. But if there's cloud cover, they'll bite all day. If there's wind, they'll bite all The walleyes in particular will bite all day. If you get the chance to go fishing, just go. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. But if you can plan it, early and late in the day is a good time to go. Bob Jensen, he is uh, still on Fish in the Midwest. And, uh, Bob, if we want to watch Fish in the Midwest, how do we uh, go out doing that? Well, we're on during the first quarter of the year. Uh, go to fishinthemidwest.com. We're on, we've got a lot of uh, carriers. We, we reach a lot of people in our coverage area. Go to fishinthemidwest.com. It's got all of our uh, uh, the, the, the stations we air on, the networks that we air on, and the times. Bob Jensen, as always, great talking to you. Thanks for taking the time today, and good luck the next time you're out there. Kevin, keep up the good work. What you're doing up there is so important, and everybody appreciates it. Another recording to save for the boss. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northline Fishing Tackle. Coming up next, Joe Chapesky of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Well, checking in with Joe Chapesky. He is the chair of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, which was to celebrate its 20th anniversary this year. Uh, but, Joe, uh, as we talked earlier, that is not going to happen. That's going to have to wait a year, but we have some other things to talk about. Nonetheless, let's start there. Uh, for those who maybe didn't hear the announcement originally, uh, what is going on with uh, the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic and its 20th anniversary celebration? Thanks for asking, Kevin. Glad to be here. Um, the tournament is affected by the same thing, the COVID-19 pandemic, just like everything else. Uh, so with an abundance of prudence and uh, uh, caution and concern for our community and just wanting to make sure that we had a really good tournament, we decided back in April to postpone this June tournament until 2021. So the tournament will be held. Uh, it'll still be the 20th anniversary, 
We'll still have the big $20,000 top prize with 120 teams, uh, but it'll be June 12, 2021 uh, instead of this year. Now, I know you uh, gave teams the option of getting a refund or of uh, just holding off until next year. What, what did most people decide to do? So while we gave them, we're still giving them the option to get a refund if they want. That is always going to be open to them. Okay. Uh, so far, I think we've only had about 20 teams that have asked for a refund. Okay. Um, so most are still hanging on uh, to their spots. And uh, if they do want to get a refund, we're happy to provide that, and they'll still have first shot to get back into the tournament next year with whatever spots we have left. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, there will be an opportunity for some some people who maybe uh, didn't get in this year to maybe get in next year. If, if uh, we have some anglers that don't return or they don't find a new partner in the second round or they weren't on the wait list for this year, um, the wait list that we closed when the tournament was called, uh, yes, they might have a chance. But that's a pretty long list, so I wouldn't expect <laughs> that we're going to have many opportunities. All right, not not many, no. no. Well, one thing that is not going to be postponed to next year is the big raffle drawing. Every year uh, there's a boat motor and trailer package that, uh, they, that you guys sell raffle tickets for, which tends to be a, another big part of the fundraising for area uh, organizations that are, that are part of the uh, – Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. So that is going to happen this year. Absolutely it is. We've been busy selling tickets. We've been actually selling a lot of tickets. We're pretty happy with uh, the way it's proceeded. We weren't quite sure what the reaction would be. It's tough to get people out there selling when they're not at work and they're not able to stand at stores very long. Uh, but we've been pretty impressed with the, with the number of people who are out there getting tickets. Uh, we do still have tickets available for that fantastic boat motor and trailer package plus 19 other cash prizes that we'll be drawing for on Saturday, June 13th at 5 o'clock. Okay, Saturday, June 13th, 5 o'clock, which would be around the time we would have done this had the tournament was going be going on. Yep, that that's our goal. That's what we uh, have notified on the tickets as to when we'd be doing that drawing. So we're just sticking with that, and so far uh, it's turning out to be a pretty good option for us. And for people to still be involved in their community, support the tournament, and most importantly support those 11 charities that the tournament helps fund every year. So one thing to be to make note of, the reason yeah. we can't have the tournament is we've got to be social distancing, so I'm assuming there's no big gathering for this drawing either. Um, it's only going to be on Facebook Live. That is right. Yeah, we will be in a, uh, a very nice location. We'll actually be down in the Locked Tourist Information Center uh, at 5 o'clock on the 13th, just a handful of us to conduct the drawing. And uh, we'll be on Facebook Live, so we encourage people to jump online, check it out. It won't, it won't take too long, so it'll be a short ceremony. Uh, but you'll get to see all the people that win one of the various 20 prizes that we have this year. So be in addition, what's that? Be the very first to know. Be the very first to know. Exactly right. So in addition to the boat owner trailer package from Ray Sport and Marine, um, there. What are the other prizes? We've got a number of cash prizes. We've our second place prize is a thousand dollars cash. Third place five hundred cash. Fourth prize we're giving away two two hundred and fifty dollar prizes, and then for fifth. 
fifth place, we're giving away 15 $100 cash prizes. So for a $10 ticket, that's a lot of opportunities to at least get some cash back uh, and probably more than what you spent on tickets. Absolutely. So um, where can we get tickets right now? We still have some great opportunities. The boat right now is located out at Northwoods Bait and Tackle. Uh, so you can stop by there. The folks at the front desk will be happy to provide you tickets, or there may be somebody out selling by the boat. Uh, so you can take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, we're also selling them at Lucan's North. Uh, Ray Sport Marine, which, of course, is the big sponsor, and they have provided the, the boat motor and trailer package, as well as Ace on the Lake. Um, so those are some great locations to buy them. Uh, you can, of course, always check in with one of our beneficiary organizations, such as Knights of Columbus, Bemidji Youth Baseball, uh, Take a Kid Fishing. Um, you know, some of those organizations, they're still out there selling those tickets. And a new option that we have, just in case somebody uh, just wants to stay at home, they're, they're not interested in, in having any contact, we do have a mail-in option. So if somebody is really interested in buying tickets and has no other way to get them right now, you can send us a check for however many tickets you want at $10 a piece to Casey Walleye Classic at P.O. Box uh, 1788 at uh, Bemidji, Minnesota 56619. Okay, so that's Casey uh, uh, Walleye Classic, P.O. Box 1788, Bemidji, 56619. Correct. Okay. So, and we'll, we'll fill out those tickets and we'll mail them right back to you. So uh, it's another great option people have. And the, uh, the, the retail options, one more time? Cash prizes, one cash prize of uh, 1000 uh, one of 500 two at 250 and 15 at 100 but, of course, the big grand prize is a 2020 Lund 1600 Fury SS with a 25-horsepower Mercury, uh, four-stroke outboard, and a Shorelander trailer. Uh, so those, those are some really great prizes, and we really couldn't do it without Raysport Marine, uh, Lund, and Mercury, and Shorelander helping us out with that. It's just fantastic. They've been in it so long uh, that uh, they really are a fundamental part of the entire tournament. Absolutely, they are. And again, it's on display live and in person in 3D at Northwoods Bait, where you can get tickets. And where were some of the other places you can get tickets as well? You can get them at Raceport Marine, Lucan's North, Ace on the Lake. And uh, if you happen to be going to church at St. Philip's this weekend um, or happen to be going by, we'll be selling them there this weekend as well. All right. Joe, anything else we need to know before we wrap it up? Um, you know, we're still looking forward to having a fantastic tournament next year. As we mentioned early on, uh, it's going to be a fa just a big year for our 20th anniversary. We're getting close to get taking delivery on one of our special prizes for the anniversary. Uh, we've got 16 custom rods from Diamond Custom Rods that will be coming in soon uh, that were developed specifically for the tournament. High end. Uh, they're probably $300 value rods. Wow. Um, you can check it out. We've got links to some pictures of them as they're being developed on our Facebook page. And uh, they're just going to be a really nice memento for uh, certain anglers that win certain prizes next year. All right. 
What a uh, what a great tournament this is, no doubt. We, it's one of the things we will miss. There's a lot of waterfront things we're going to miss this summer, no question about it. It's just, this is one of them, kind of the first one, really. Uh, but uh, next year, it's going to be awesome. I, I think that people will be really, really excited for next year's fishing tournament. I think uh, if we can get back to things like that, uh, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate a lot of things we're going to be able to do next year. <laughs> You know, we're seeing some great fishing photos coming in from across the lakes around the area. I think folks are using the opportunity to be outside, uh, to be safe, and uh, just enjoy the outdoors a lot more than they ever have. Um, not just on lakes, but people are everywhere outside. It's just fantastic to see it. And But we look forward to being able to bring people back together in community. Uh, one of the early big events on Lake Bemidji um, June 12th next year. Um, it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to people getting that itch to be out and amongst people and coming and checking out our tournament. All right. Joe Shabesky is the chair of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. And again, they are still giving away the boat motor and trailer package along with all the other prizes they have set up. The drawing will be live on Facebook Live, 5 p.m. Saturday, June 13th. Tickets still available. They can get information uh, on the Facebook page or your website. I'm assuming for the uh, for the t- for the raffle tickets. Yes, uh, both have it there. Our website is caseywalleyclassic uh, dot com, or our Facebook page Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Uh, check either of those out, and you'll get that information. And uh, look forward to seeing you there. Joe Skeet, it's great to talk to you as always. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. You too, Kevin. Thank you very much.